And I hope you're ready for some un unindoctrination. I'm Jeffrey Darty, the Christian whistleblower. Welcome to the channel. Today, we're very excited to have a guest that I know we've all been looking forward to, and I've certainly been looking forward. Welcome to the channel. Okay, we got to open. There we go. We took care of it. Well, we had an open line there somewhere, and it's fixed. But I've been looking forward to welcoming Tori to the channel. Uh, Tori just got finished with her nationally syndicated uh, radio talk show. We're going to ask her to talk a little bit about that. And we're going to have an open and a frank discussion with one of the most, in my opinion, well-informed and one of the true insiders. It's easy to say you're an insider, but this lady is a true insider. And I think one of the leading voices for reason discussion today in the socio-political world. And with that, let me welcome in Tori from Tori Says. Thank you for having me, Jeffrey. Hello, everyone. I hope our voices find you in good health and spirits. Very well said. I appreciate that. Tori, I know a lot of people know who you are, but there's some people here that don't. If you would, tell us who you are. Tell us about your background. Tell us about your show. And we know that these people's time is very, very valuable. You know how I feel about you because you're here. Tell these people why you think it will be worth them listening to us for the next few minutes. Well, I'm I'm an American citizen, right? Born and raised in New York City. Uh, serve my country um, in both a front-facing way and non-front-facing way. I joined the Navy, and um, then I worked as a contractor on things you know we don't really want to talk about because that could get us in a lot of trouble with other with other nations and people um our actual <laughs> our activities but i can tell you the stuff that we're seeing today are activities that i've helped put together and plan in other nations uh these riots because these are weapons of destruction um in order to be able to uh, disable our enemies so i'm a linguist by trade i guess i mean that's that's what i was doing uh, and i'm air quoting nobody can see that officially um i speak a few languages i still am a contractor so i interpret and translate for various agencies believe it or not i even still get the united kingdom asking for me <laughs> no so, kidding so you've yeah. worked for some of the alphabet agencies as they're called well the the uh, the okay I'm going to, you know, you guys are going to have to wait till Congress so that I can actually state the agency. But yes, I have. Um, there are many uh, little agencies within agencies within agencies, kind of like LLCs. Uh, you know, uh, the people that I know that were funding the majority of the stuff that I did that was outside of Brendan's purview. Okay. This is why I'm coming out now. And I've been kind of getting my voice out there uh, through other people's names. Um, only because for my protection, nothing, right. nothing else. Because I was on my own little self mission to find what bothered me, uh, which was to determine uh, certain activities that we were engaged in officially that were crimes against humanity. Mm. And um, so that's that's what I did. So uh, basically, myself, um, you know, I'm I'm just your your average person, a mom, a Christian, Greek American, two parents fresh off the boat, um, gave birth to me here. They struggled. They created their own businesses, and yeah. And my um, I had like one contract NDA, you would say, that I was forced to sign um, in 2000. 
And it was just before I gave birth to my first daughter and I was overseas at the time. And they sent it to me because of a project that I was going to be working on after that. And so that contract said like so many years after your last assignment, but taps out in 20 years. And that actually expired on just last month, two months ago. Wow. It's June already. Oh it my is. God. This year is moving so fast and it's so insane. This is like a hundred years in like six months. They're really manipulating time. I'm just saying we're summer. It's now, do you literally mean that Tori? Or are you just saying that uh, rhetorically or metaphorically? Both. Okay. Both February. There was actual manipulation. And I, and I think I, I, I made it a point for my listeners to understand it. I said, February just got boots on it. Concrete boots. You watch, there's a plan coming in and what do we get? minute those boots came off what happened coronavirus uh so yeah that does happen um you know that's a little bit out there uh for uh, our reality and what we've taught we've been taught is reality and so we just stay within that realm to make everyone comfortable we have to we have to let me let me lead if you don't mind i'd like to ask you a question that came up to me just before the show i mean i get a lot of information sent to me a lot of intel sent to me i can only imagine what you get sent to you. I remember uh, saying that to George Norrie and he's, he must just be completely flooded, but I got a, someone said to me that they've been sent information. I want you to, to comment on this and you can feel free to yay or nay it or, or pass that not only did the four police officers that were involved in the Floyd situation, you know, a couple of them are brothers in law. They weren't four white officers. We know that, but it looks like they all worked out of the same precinct and it looks like that precinct happened to burn down on the first day of the riots. And there's speculation that the reason they were so Johnny on the spot with Floyd was because there's the possibility of a counterfeiting operation being run out of that precinct. Any ideas on that? Okay. So I saw the same things in regards to the building and the counterfeit. Now the counterfeit is something typical that we see amongst uh, organized crime. Uh, that's something that they do. And it's usually done through law enforcement because that's the easiest way to push I did it. not know that. Yeah. So that's something typical. You see it's human trafficking, obviously, uh, you know, the, the top ones, human trafficking and drugs trafficking, but counterfeit operations either that be by checks or counterfeiting money or counterfeiting cards that's another one um, counterfeiting and doesn't always necessarily mean money it could be identification right so that is what i'm getting more uh that was happening in regards to the ids the selling of social security numbers identification you know for foreign uh you know migrants uh that all comes into play but you know all oh, that so comes into play in the minneapolis area if you know anything about what's going on up there what you mean little mogadishu yeah exactly <laughs> it's 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 pretty insane and you know what's funny if you're a refugee or someone on a green card and you get caught protesting that's a one-way ticket out of here just saying that's what the law says that's so. what the law says isn't that amazing mm, where's the law where is the law where is the law when the joe biden campaign is bailing out rioters and looters just the Joe Biden. I just saw that Ohio's television station has a bailout fund and they're talking about it on their news station. And I'm like, what? Like, this is pure insanity. But you know what? I also found out that the, okay, so, you know, we find this phantasmical, right? That we're like, what's going on here? Police, this, that, right? Um, 
Well, you know, there was this deputy chief of police that I got into words with about two years ago about some refugee that was 21 years old and he was attending high school because they're allowed to up to 21 years old to attend. He was over 18 in high school and he raped 13 and 14 year old girls. Yeah. And so he did this in April and he stayed in the school with them because the way the schools are in Fargo, North Dakota, they have kids from middle school through high school together. So it's kind of a, you know, murky little, I I think that's a problem, but whatever. Cause you know, kids in high school are way different than kids in middle school, but anyway, they are. Yeah, but, you know, money, small, you know, whatever. So I got into email words with him because I was like, what's going on? Why is this guy? Why did he attend the school? Why didn't you tell the teachers? Why did you all? Because we haven't done the DNA yet. We have to send it off and we don't get. So I contacted him in September when they finally indicted the guy and arrested him. And I was like, so all this time, nobody knew that he had raped. He did. Regardless, these are two children, children, 13 and 14, right, that he raped. And you're sitting there saying you can't get it. Send it to me. I'll go to Quest and get it done in an hour. Are you kidding? Like, what are you doing? And we got into words and I was like, you're helping them. This is disgusting. Is Lutheran Social Services paying you? Oh, I see here that you do this. Oh, and your cousin's doing this. He got really upset with me. Turns out, guess what? He was one of the riders in Fargo, North Dakota. And what's bizarre is that the statements that came out of the Fargo Police Department department were saying oh he was undercover but he was on his own time wait a minute was he undercover or was he on his own time because in your city you have a board member a board on the board of directors of antifa living there has anyone asked him questions and why are they friends and so you know people get really upset when you call these things out they will come at you the war is real beside the spiritual one that one is the hardest one to overcome right the spiritual warfare, because the minute we start focusing on good and focusing our energy and you know what? I don't care. The devil will come at you like nobody's business. He will be clawing at your feet and your whole world will be taken away. The floor beneath you will be pulled out. You will not be able to, you'll be standing there and saying, how am I still here when I have no floor? But once you get over that, right, there's no stopping you. And then these things happening, this, this, Oh, I can't believe it. Our own people, you know, how, how are you working with law enforcement? I'm just saying, Jeffrey, it's so frustrating. And Tori, I, I think you've hit on something that's very key. That's not, of course, going to be talked about by the mainstream media. And until it's addressed, we can't understand nor solve these deep uh, situations. It is above all things and at the core of all things a spiritual battle you know we don't throw around the terms good and evil very often in their pure sense but what we're seeing out there on the streets now and what we're seeing in the flames of our cities and what we're seeing by good white americans and good black americans being killed and good white americans and good black americans that may not be that smart being tricked we are seeing a evil agenda a agenda of true real evil and it is being aimed at the United States of America right now, good, bad, or indifferent, if you can stand back and look objectively at the United States of America, it is arguably the greatest force for good, at least in the world now, maybe in the history of the world, and it's the last great, bright, bright, shining chance, I'll editorialize, and with Donald Trump in the White House doing the things he's done, forget what you think about the man, doing the things he's done, good has a real chance to win and triumph over evil, perhaps Permanently, if we remain 
diligent and vigilant and evil is taking its last desperate attempt at bringing us down sorry for that rant but that's the way i feel tori no hey i'm all the way there with you i mean you know excuse my french now but it's not just that we see it everywhere have you ever seen a soldier kneel let alone to terrorists they're lighting the city on fire like where is the the commanding officer of the dc national guard i have his balls in my purse yep was that i was just like i am not seeing this i i you know if i was ever detained which i which i have been in sticky situations i'm going to say that straight i would have never knelt uh, ever ever i'd rather die standing rather than kneel and now we had a bunch of babies sitting there torching our city demanding that they be let into the white house demanding all these things that make absolutely no sense and no one actually cares about anything black lives matter only matter if 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 the mainstream tells you to right right and we all know who started black lives matters well, Black Lives Matter, and they're all the same. Antifa, yep. Sunrise Movement, Up, you know, Rise Up, Obama for America, Hillary for America. You want to keep going? I mean, the list is so long. They're all one in the same. They're like they shelters. And it's, it's, it's very disgusting. I mean, you served our country in the United States Navy and other capacities. I served in the United States Air Force. And even though, you know, the Air Force guys were not known as the roughest and toughest, even Air Force guys are not going to take a knee to somebody that's burning an American flag. It's just disgusting, and we don't need to be doing that in the United States of America. Yeah, I mean, our flag is the only thing that unites us. Let's be honest. Absolutely, we're, we're, we're an infant nation, Jeffrey, aren't we? We're like babies. We have to. We rem we don't remember. We don't under. We don't. We don't remember that. We're only two hundred and and change years into this thing. We're a, a, an infantile nation, and one of the problems, Tori is that too many Americans have never been anywhere else. You know, I've walked on the streets of Europe and I've walked on five continents and realized that everything I see here is way older than anything in America. And that gives you some perspective that we don't get if we don't get outside of the United States. And it also allows you to know that there's a lot of different ways to think and a lot of different ways to do things. And I tell you what, you spend enough time overseas, you come back thinking, we got our problems, but man, this United States of America it's a pretty damn good place. Well, it is good in concept. I mean, for the past hundred years, they've been chipping away at everything that makes this nation great. Yep. Freedoms, our uh, right to expression, our ability to um, embrace uh, that that makes us American. And, you know, American people are good people. But unfortunately, you know, they have chipped away everywhere, even at our military. I mean, come on. If I, I, you know, I was like, what are these wet, you know, recruits that just came out of Fort Jackson that kneeled thinking it was like, you know, a test, you know, where they make you. I remember when I went through some specific training at OTC, right? At yep. OTC, um, I was told to salute squirrels and, 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 and rocks. And, you know, what do they think? It was that like, if I was in uniform battle dress, no less. And they tell me kneel in front of this crazy person that's screaming in my face. I'd be like, yeah, you do it. I'm all right with court martial. Let's do it. We'd have been court martialed or at yeah, least article 15 for it. If we'd have done that. I'm just saying I would have, I would have been like, that's fine. I'm in supporting it. Cause I didn't want to kneel to terrorists. We're good. Yep. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm, give me the big chicken dinner. I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> was like, well, Tori, you told me something the other day when we had a chance to speak on the phone that I'd never heard before, and I wish you'd share it with our audience if you feel comfortable. Relating to um, 
President George W. Bush, who my friend Pat Buchanan always called the shrub because he wasn't even a real Bush. He was just a shrub. Talk to me about President Bush and what he knew or didn't know about 9-11, which your intel goes against just about every intel I've heard anywhere else. It's very fascinating. What, that he was dumb and they didn't tell him? That he didn't know about 9-11. Yeah. So he didn't know about 9-11 when it was happening. He knew that, you know, something was going on, but he wasn't allowed to see. And the reason I say this, right, is because he was being fought like crazy after 9-11. People went after him. Remember, it was the same tag team, Mueller and Comey. Right. right? They went after him. His White House was the one that wanted to stop the spying. They were totally pissed off with what happened when he was finally briefed. Right. Because he's an idiot. George Bush Jr. is an idiot. His father knew he was an idiot. His father knew it. He's like, this kid is dumb. That's why he was doing all his deals in the Middle East. Like that one is the dumb one. He smiles and it's like, you know, when you look at him, if you, if if those that have met George Bush, he was all smiley and nice. But if you look past the eyes, it was like empty. You know, I've, I've seen the guy, I've met the guy and I'm like, oh my God, this guy is a president. Jesus, we're in trouble because he doesn't know what he's, you know, like he's there. The, The thing is, is that they attacked him. They went after his administration. Ashcroft was in the hospital and they went by his bed to block the White House chief of staff and everyone else. People forget so quickly. And it was at that point that they whipped him into submission because he was pissed as he was finding this out. He was pissed. He was like, oh, my gosh. And it's like, you know, Big Daddy sitting there saying, well, George, these are probably, you know, you need to learn from learn what we just killed Americans. We did this. So he was ticked about it when he found out. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Hundred percent. Because they fought him. Like look at the stuff they fought him. It's like Monica Lewinsky. She had an affair. <laughs> then why did she bring a dress with sperm? What yep. mistress comes and says, "Oh, look, I have a dress." It was rape. I mean, the, Tori, the- we know that if she didn't have that dress, they would have destroyed that woman. Well. <laughs> she complained about the, the the rape. So there's documented stuff there in presidential archives. I don't care what anyone says. There has to be. Destroyed. Because DC, the way they work, is complete, what is it, uh, blackmail. So yeah. everybody's got a copy. I mean, I even have copies of the stuff that I did for Ben, not on me, but they're stashed in federal buildings. And if they haven't been chucked out saying, hey, what's this over here? It's probably still over there. Isn't that amazing? Now, I had an occasion to meet uh, then-Governor Bush during the campaign. Uh, I was working for Pat Buchanan, who was running against him, and I'm standing there you know, in my suit listening to Pat give his speech at the Iowa caucuses, and all of a sudden somebody bangs into me, and I look over, and it's Governor Bush, and he points to my butt and says, you know, you're betting on the wrong horse. <laughs> Gives me that goofy George Bush laugh, puts his arm around me, no, Pat's a great guy, and, I mean, he, he acted just like that, and then he walked away, so I didn't get a chance to really – really good look in his eyes, but he was just a dumb old country boy, wasn't he? He was just dumb. He was just dumb. Good. He was. His dad was smart. You know, remember the Bushes were done out by Roosevelt, right? Right. You know, Roosevelt confiscated all their stuff because they were funding the Nazis, right? Yes. And then we had, you know, George Bush CIA director. You can't be CIA director and then go run for president. That's a no-no, right? You Is that a no-no? Yeah, it is a big no-no. You can't do that. Really? So who did he, did he just, did he decide to just do it or did, was it planned or did he just piss people off and go rogue? 
Well, everybody else was busy getting high, you know, talking about AIDS, uh, you know, being free spirits and, you know, disco dancing. Everyone was distracted with the Cold War and all this other BS and Vietnam and, 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 and. They had us distracted. They let us uh, have all these news so they can distract us so they could just do what they want. At that time, don't don't forget, at the end of the 70s, right? Uh it was insane. We had the Jim Jones, you know, uh, you know, sacrifices, which, you know, <laughs> when I saw those videos and I was so glad that James Wood also said it because see, I, I give hints because I can see things. Right. And I talked about Jim Jones and cults, how the Democrats like to use it, how they, and here you go. You're seeing the cults, the people praising and in a trance. This is what they do. I mean, if the Democrats told them, kill yourself because it's going to help the environment, all of them would do it, hands down. So I was I was glad to see that James Wood called it Jonestown when those pictures came out of all these supposed air quote protesters uh, chanting and just obeying on their knees. Tori, uh, do you consider yourself a remote viewer? I, I actually tell people I'm a time traveler now. People can take that as they want. You know, it's not time yet. Gotcha. Interesting, interesting stuff. Now, you told me something else that was fascinating about meeting Hillary Clinton. Can you relate that to our guests a little bit? That she smells. That yeah. she smelled like sulfur, you said. Yeah, well, okay. So I, I, anyone that really knows me knows that I have a thing for smells, okay? And I'm a smoker, and someone's going to be like, oh, my gosh, smoking is, like, so stinky, right? But <laughs> But I am still picky. Like if my hair smells like smoke, I'm going to go sh shampoo it. Uh, if my clothes do, I'm changing. You know, my car stinks like an ashtray because that's the only place that I can smoke without anybody bothering me. But other than that. <laughs> Smokers are the last people you can discriminate against in America. Right, right. So, yeah, I don't, I really don't care. I, you know, it's my vice. But um, uh, smells are my thing. I can smell anything. Anything from anywhere. Great palate, great smell, not hearing or eyes though. Uh, the one thing I could tell you is the two times separate times uh, that I ran into Hillary Clinton years she, apart, right? Yeah, years apart. And it was in, it was like I entered into a place into like an office uh, where I thought I was supposed to go, but she was there and it smelled like rotten eggs, like sulfur, right? Like eggs, like farts basically. And I was thinking, Oh no, I just entered here. I'm the only person. The thoughts in my mind were like, Oh my God, they're going to be like this young girl did that in the room. because I was <laughs> there. And then when I met her again, same thing, I could smell it. Like she smells like cabbage that's boiled and eggs and farts. It was really, really weird because I, I'm very sensitive to smells. So I smell things first. Like I can tell you what the air smells like in, in nations that I've landed. That's something that, 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 you know, like I know, Ooh. yeah, like Saudi Arabia smells, um, smells like a, a toast that's not burnt, but it's almost there. Right. Uh, Italy uh, smells like um, uh, bricks, it, like fresh bricks with water on it. You know, when you land on it a does. I'm, I'm just I've been to these places and I'm trying to remember what does Germany smell like to you? Uh, it smells thick. I can't explain that. Like you're wearing like a scarf over your face. Like you're smelling. It, uh, it's, it's a little bit. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. And it, Saudi Arabia, I was there, TDY in the Air Force. That's a very good description. Um, Russia, the Russia, Moscow, what's that smell like? You know what? I want to say something. So I'm not a Russian bot or anything. And I'm not a, like a super Russia file. But Moscow and St. Petersburg that I've been to and Siberia, right? All those places, every single time I landed, I felt lighter. 
Interesting. It felt it felt open, like, oh, I have enough room to breathe. Does that make sense? Because when you get off the plane, the first thing is, oh gosh, fresh air. You, because you're smelling everybody's feet, yeah. <laughs> breath, everything. And, and you know, so like when I get off the plane, the first thing I do is inhale. And in some airports, right, you're still being bussed from the plane to the to the actual terminal. Mm -hmm. Where you and you know for some reason R Russia smelled like uh, clean, not clean. I don't want to say clean. I want to say mm, I just felt ugh, like my heart opened for some reason. Even though I'm not a Russia file, it just felt like there was a lot of air. That's interesting. It. I haven't been there since the uh, Iron Curtain fell. I was there before that, and I just remember it being kind of heavy and, and no colors. But I haven't been there since. It's very interesting that you would that yeah. you would say that. Just it's just it's just the air. Like Australia was like, you know, it smelled like like sand. Sydney smells like sand, like sand in San Diego mixed with seaweed. I can't explain. It's interesting. And you know, I I wanted to ask you this question. It's a little bit of a silly question, but you know, do you know Pat Buchanan? By the way, have you met him? Yes. What do you think about Pat? Um. I'm indifferent. There's not really. Yeah, I am indifferent. I'm very indifferent. Okay. Well, I mean, I had I had a bit of a a thing with Pat. You know, I worked for Pat a couple times, and his sister Bay, and he just seemed like a a, a real stand up guy to me. He's got some some interesting connections that I didn't know about then that I do now, which you know give you a little bit of pause. But he always he's famous for making the statement that the U.S. Congress is Israeli occupied territory. Do you have any comment on that? Well, it depends. I mean, how people see it, Dave, you know, is it, is it half full, uh, you know, half empty? Is it this, is it that we always have a different perspective? Congress, remember recycles every two years, right? We get new people in. Well, we're supposed to, I wish. Yeah. We're supposed to, but, um, I, I don't, I don't, um, necessarily think that it's, um, controlled by one nation or another. It's controlled by a group of persons. Yes. Hmm. Interesting. Nothing. Mike Bloomberg himself said, you know how much money I spent to buy Congress? He said it. Yep. He totally said it. Well, Troy, to what was that whole Bloomberg thing for? Why did he spend all that money? And seemingly, from my point of view, I haven't analyzed it. He got nothing, a big fat nothing. Okay. So, like, the only reason he ran, it was in September of 2019. I broke some really good stories, but after I sent all my stuff, of course, to the DOJ, right? Because right. I always send them this stuff, mail, email, and fax, always. And if it gets to them, it gets to them. It doesn't, I'm going to put it out in the story anyway. So it was about Amalgamated Bank. You know who Amalgamated Bank is, right? Yes, ma'am. So for your listeners that may not know, if you guys Please. play into a union, right? If you pay to any union, teachers union, police union, trucking union, all those unions, your money goes to Amalgamated Bank. Your union dollars are there. All the unions are there. I kid you not. So your dollars go there. Amalgamated Bank is an exclusive Democrat bank. They will fund anyone running for anything under the Democrat ticket with a loan just with a signature. They don't even do background checks. Like if I right now say I want to run for city council under uh, whatever, like state senator for my state and I'm a Democrat, I could call them and they'll give me a million dollars right there. Boom. No questions asked here. Take it. And so they, they, they literally hand out all this money. So what I found was is that I saw deficits meaning the 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 money that the dnc was taking now was not matching up with with what they were spending and when i was looking at the act blue and the stuff because i have eyes everywhere i was like oh no 
This is the BCCI again. An amalgamated bank was busted for just this uh, back in 2000 and, oh gosh darn it, is it 2011 by the FEC uh, and the SEC and anybody financial in the world, <laughs> in, in our nation that cracks down because they were giving loans and not calling them. So it's like they gave you a loan, uh, Jeffrey, for like a million dollars and that was six years ago and you never made a payment and they never you know, said, oh, Jeffrey hasn't made a payment. They didn't write it off, it would just be open. It was fraud. And they were the ones that funded Occupy Wall Street. Guess who bailed them out? Ooh. Guess who bailed them out though? Who? Well, who is our Secretary of Commerce right now? I'm embarrassed to tell you I can't think of the name right now. Wilbur Ross. So he, Angel, invested them out of that. He That's totally, right. He totally bust them out of that. So now they were in a deficit again, Amalgamated Bank with all these loans. And what Bloomberg did was give it right to the DNC, which paid their debt because they were under investigation because Tory <laughs> came up from behind with all these financials. Look at the fraud. Look at the wires. I sent them wires. I had actual documents of wires. And I was like, look, the DCCC is getting it from the DNC. Why is the DCCC taking funds from this account and then sending it to that state? They're not allowed to. Laws of elections say this. So they had to make it look like like loans and they had to cover them. So, so Tori, are you telling me Bloomberg ran for president to repay loans? Yeah, repay Holy crap. to cover up the amalgamated bank deficit. <laughs> Why didn't somebody tell Pocahontas because she wouldn't have scalped him when he was trying to do them all a favor? Well, because she is not someone to trust. I mean, you know, they're telling us that there's a problem with racism, right? Right. They're telling us how yeah. everybody hates colored people and people of color and this and that. Well, if, if racism was such a big deal and being a minority, you don't get ahead, then why did Elizabeth Warren lie about it? Exactly. So, you know, this is all just rubbish and, you know, she's not trustworthy and, in their circles, the less someone, the fewer people know, the less people have insurance on you, the better it is. So half of them don't know half of what's going on. Absolutely. I have a question for you that I wrote down right before we went on air. And I was thinking about, you know, how, you know, what's going on right now isn't planned to just happen right now. It's been planned. It's been long-term planned. There's been a lot of, a lot of different stages in it. I think about Bill Clinton uh, setting up NAFTA, which took all the manufacturing and sent it everywhere else. And we got domino, domino, domino. My one question as I sit here, I think I can figure things out pretty quick, pretty, pretty easily in a lot of stuff, but I'm sitting here asking myself why, and I hope that you can fill in this gap. Why didn't the deep state and why didn't the people with the big plan move faster when they had renegade in office for eight years? Why didn't they get more done during those eight years? Because uh, they were still negotiating their power position. Really? Yeah. So for some reason, these idiots think that, uh, you know, these uh, crowns, these, uh, you know, well-established families globally that are behind all of these things are just going to give them, you know, a, not, a, not a seat at the table because they have one. Right. But give them the reins see because the people that we're seeing uh in respects to um uh their power struggles i want to say okay i don't want to say power struggle. so for example barack hussein obama is like listen we're the united states of america we invented iphones <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm just saying. And we gave you Google. So we deserve to be in charge. We should be calling the shots. We don't want to give that right to you. So this was the negotiation. They were still power struggling and they're so dumb and naive. It's like, and this is why these generals of the, of the deep state of the shadow government, which are like general McChrystal, general Jones, general Hayden and general Mattis. Finally, I can say that again. Yeah, I was going to say, ask you about him next. So this will be a nice segue. Well, I wrote a, I wrote an article about him in 2018 talking about it and just pointing to the facts. Uh, but the thing is these people believe in their mind that America could be in charge of the whole world. And it's like, you know, why would these nations that have been around for 4,000 years, 5,000 years, right? 6,000 and, and even more because history is skewed. Right. Why would they give you the reins. Did you just say history is skewed? Yes, completely. Why would they give us the reins? They say, they think about it. We know we're the new kid on the block. We're the youngsters. Right. But then we're going to come out and we're going to, it's like turning tricks to a hooker. You can't do that. The hooker's been turning tricks all her life. You're going to go there and show her how to do it? <laughs> do you know what I mean? So I, really, you, to use that analogy, they were just arguing over who gets to be on top. Exactly. That's why they were delaying it, showing just how much power that the population of the United States has. I mean, they created China. We created China. The United States did. Don't make any mistake. That was the best experiment they ever did. In 1945, our Senate signed a bill. It was passed everything that we were going to help the Chinese, help the Chinese uh, nationalists beat the communists. And it was at that point that we sat down and said, yeah, so embargo. And it's like, well, what about them? They're like, fight, like this is 20% of the world's population. We got to help them. And it's like, yeah, so like we're going to kind of think about it. And then one ship was had already left and we parked it and then when we gave it to him two years later which was way too late the weapons were all broken screws were missing everything was gone we created the communist party we controlled them that was the easiest way to implement communism because though the culture for thousands over eight thousand years has been under a more dictator-like ship culture uh they they submit easily they understand casties they accept casties that is actually embedded in their culture and so this is why it was so successful uh you know remember the united states of america was created by rebels Right. It was back in 1776 that we had another Trump moment with George Washington, where he said, oh, we don't care what health care they give us. We don't want it. We don't care the security they give us. We don't want it. This is him to the globalist. But that was George Washington to the United Kingdom. Do you know that over half of America did not want George Washington because they were worried? What do you mean not pay taxes to the crown? What do you mean not have them to defend us from enemies? What do you mean we're not going to have health or trade or anything? What do you mean we're on our own? And it was those rebels that got us to where we are. And within those rebels, even on the signatures of that U.S. Constitution, that declaration as well, still had snakes saying that's okay we'll do it another way we'll get them to voluntarily want to do it and this is what they've been doing ever since you know it's just whatever amazing now yeah. the media is trumpeting the mainstream media is trumpeting this maddest bombshell as proof that trump is unraveling trump's falling apart the people are turning against him Here's Mattis, one of his big supporters, now turning against him. Tell us what's really going on with this whole Mattis thing, Tori. Okay, so, you know, I always have hope for the person that goes for redemption, right? Uh, the person that is the biggest sinner, the biggest troublemaker, the biggest loser, the biggest whatever, right? Right. When they decide that they want to rectify 
I am their biggest cheerleader. It's just like God. He opened his arm to, you know, the prodigal son, right? He's like, come here. You need more hugs for me rather than my son that's been tending the sheep and blah, 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 because you strayed, you got hurt, you're everything. This is why as parents, I, I have two children, right? Who are mm -hmm. you going to give more? You love them both equally. You can't pick. But who do you give more affection to and more support to? The one that aired, right? The one that needs your help the most. So General Mattis, I saw him like that. I'm like, first, he's a general. People need to understand. Your general, admiral, politics hundred percent play in where you sit. And even it's though, yeah, even though people are like Admiral Rogers, stop, I'm just going to leave it there. There's always a, there's always a reason. No one just comes out period. And we'll talk about that. Cause I haven't talked about it on my show yet. I, I think I kind of mentioned it, but I'll break it here for you. But Please. So, 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 so we have general Mattis and I'm like, oh, politicized, even general Flynn politicized, right? Because mm -hmm. They all make businesses. But the difference between General Flynn is that he's actually America first. And America first doesn't mean I hate every other country. It means I'm loyal to my country. Whereas that general, General Mattis, showed his true colors. Yes. Before he came to the Trump administration, he was part, he was on the board of directors of this company called Theranos. Yes. They were investigating blood research and it was all about cultivating things in a small drop of blood. And, and we could do it right now. Right, right, right. And, and, and not only that, on that board was Henry Kissinger too. And not only that, I have video on my Tory says, I think I put it on the Tory says YouTube. I put it in my article on Tory says.com. It's called, uh, I think it's called like general Mattis blood and whatever. I wrote it over t two years ago. So, and in there, you know, wow. there's a video of him leaving the Bilderberg meeting. Like, come on. And he was on the list. Like, come on. You know, everyone's like the black eye. That's nothing. That's only where you put control devices. You know, that's so what? why did Trump bring him on board in the first place? Because remember, President Trump isn't a politician. He's a businessman. Right. He didn't have to do this. He wanted to do this. Absolutely. So obviously he's going to get advice from people that he had observed from a public facing position that he believed. Well stayed in. Right. We're America first. I mean, he's just a person. He's not a super cute. You know, he's not. Yeah, so Donald Trump sees a general. Yeah. He sees he's mad dog. This is a guy that loves America. He's just the guy we need. And then we find out, well, Mad Dog was a great strategist in the Middle East. Great strategy. I mean, I've seen some of his stuff and I'm like, damn, I would have done it different, but I don't think it would have been effective as he did because yeah. I love war games. Um, just sim a simulation because I'm the mother of all, you know, op, psyop games that we did in the Middle East. Interesting. Uh, Middle East, Africa, um, China, um, Europe, right? All of those, like, you know, we created software to mimic the stuff that I dated decades ago, you know, when I was a little kid. Um, so, the, you know, the the thing about Mattis is, is that I was really hoping that he was going to. But then when I saw that he said, you hope he was going to reform himself, right? Yeah, I really did. But, yeah. uh, you know, as I was delving into researching the IG of the NSA storch, which is really hard because there's not a lot of people that I know in the agencies that'll sit there and be like, Hey, you know, whatever. I have my little time traveling group and it's just a handful of us globally, um, that talk. And, um, you know, they're all former military 
or intelligence. And, you know, we're trying to figure out how and General Mattis comes up and I'm like, what? He was like supposedly the best strategist. Did he not see that IG Stort one was nominated by Obama only 45 days out from where he was leaving office? He was nominating an IG to be confirmed. Two, he was offered a job in the Ukraine. Like, why would the general say, oh, yeah, look, we have this IG who's the deputy IG right now to Horowitz that was offered a job by the president of Ukraine. Sounds like a great pick for IG of the NSA. No, it doesn't. I mean, you could be five and you could say, yeah, sorry. Kind of sounds bad. You know, so it's like. Uh. Tor, you know what just came to me? And I have no reason to know this except that I do some of the sort of some of the stuff you did. And I'm telling you, and, you know, feel free to disagree and people that are listening, feel free to say I'm crazy, but Donald Trump and general Mattis had those very conversations that you were talking about. They sat down and said, look, you're a great strategist. You've been this, I need you to be this. Can we get on board? Can you see that it's right? And they had those and Mattis bought off, but Mattis maybe wanted to be redeemed, but I mean, not every prodigal son comes home and stays home, Tori. Yeah, but it's not that it's not because he wanted to, I saw it. Yeah. I saw him in the way he stood and responded, but I also, you know, I have flies on the wall mm. and I'm just saying flies F L I and people can do their homework to figure out what that means. Yeah. But, um, so when I saw his actions, they were being manipulated by other actors. See, when you have one snake, the other snake tries to train other snakes and others and puts Ooh. in your ears because I, you know, someone could come right now and start talking smack about you in my ear. And then another person smack about you in my ear. And if, since I've just met you and everybody hates you and you're under attack, <laughs> Oh, that means you're bad. So I'm going to flip on you too. That's the way it is. We're, we're creatures that unfortunately we like to run in we are. We do. And some of that's, you know, not, I don't really believe in evolution, but some of that is evolutionary. You know, the baboon that gets separated is the dead baboon. So some of, we want to stay in packs to stay safe. Well, yeah, but also because we're creatures of the same God and we are one in the same and we feel that connection. Remember, the boundaries that we have between us, our hands, the way they're outlined, our tushies, even if they're a little bit too big, I wish I could trim that off, you know, and stuff like that. The boundaries, we set them with our mind. We have energy, and if if people knew just if they could conceive the idea, which is incredible, to understand that you're just millions of cells vibrating at the same time and working together, all connected, and the only boundaries that are there are because you set them, right? Ooh. Only because you set them. So you know, as you know, if you and me were next to each other, right? The, bound, the distance between us is because both of us have determined that's our boundary of our skin and everything. Right. Other than that, we're just one in the same. We're all spirits. We're all light. And, you know, we're trapped here in this um, earthly form, uh, you know, which I consider purgatory personally. Really? Yeah, I do. Interesting. I've never heard that. That's interesting. I've heard people call it hell, but that this is purgatory. Interesting. Yeah, well, hell is where you constantly punish yourself. In purgatory, you can punish yourself and enjoy things and others. But in purgatory, I believe, is where we can sway other souls to free, too. Because there's good and bad here, right? We can see it. We can. I mean, it's mostly bad. It's good within the bad, right? So it's as if all of us are trying to relieve each other. So it's all of us trying to enjoin together and say, oh, time to escape.
let's all go through this staircase. <laughs> but it's like that staircase is like so far away, um, you know, and all of us are trying to go there. And it's um, and it's really hard because of the way that we've been um, put in these boxes, in these neat little disgusting boxes. You know, I've always kind of seen it like an arena and it's very much like purgatory. It's an arena where there's a couple different games going, but you got to realize you got to run your own game and you can make your own rules and that hopefully you can get some other people to join the game with you and you can all get out of here together. So it's kind of a very, very interesting, very, very interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, I wanted to say something. So I, I was, I was telling you about, um, Admiral, you know, Rogers, right? So it came to my attention. I just wanted to mention it. You know how he said that he whistle blew because he found out that they were as far back as December, 2014. Well, okay. So I worked with Brennan. I know Brennan better than he knows himself because I was, we're talking CIA Brennan, right? Yeah, we're talking J O B Brennan. Oh, okay. So I know him better than, but only because, you know, your superior, you always want to make sure, or the person giving orders that you understand them completely. I knew what type of socks he would wear, how high his pants would go if he crossed his leg or if he just sat. Like there were little things that I paid attention to, like when his nails were cut, when they weren't. The fact mm. that he had lung disease, some form, maybe COPD, because of the way the nails beds were, you know, simple things. But one thing I know is that he's a creature of comfort and he uses the same damn textbook. So mm. Um, I was wondering, okay, so we had this spying, we had all of it. So he started in 2014 and you know, why would the Admiral lie? So obviously he knew something. I was like, where was he? The NSA. And I was like, ah, oh, I didn't hear about any breach or anything. And then it was like, when I was doing the stuff where I found Linux speaking about a server, a special server where he hid the emails of Hillary Clinton that happened in 2015, right? In April, just days after Hillary Clinton announced that she was going, guess what else happened in April of 2015? Quip went down. That's the site that we use for background checks. Hear this out. Ooh. 2015, right? 2015, April and May, and they decide they're shutting it down. Nobody's getting a clearance. Oh, and, and what did they say? Over tens of millions of SF-86s were compromised. That's the form we fill out for any clearance, be that public Charlie clearance, be that top secret clearance, everything. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. And the breach was in December. There we go. Imagine that. That's how he got it. Cause I was like, in order for the NSA to over collect without a warrant and be stuck, like they kept saying, they had to have targeted information. They had to have it. How did they get all this information without being flagged? Ah, SF 86. Boom. Wow. So now we know how they did it. Um, and, you know, I'm writing a story on it, but I've just been so busy with all these stupid riots. Um, it's driving me insane. I can't leave my house. I have to show ID to get in my house. It's just, they've boarded us up. Like literally we have boards in my lobby. It's all wood. And it's like, you can go out through the underground parking garage like a rat. So yeah. that's just horrific. And I mean, this is the United States of America. And this is the situation that we find ourselves in. And I mean, do you agree that it's obviously a, a planned situation? This isn't just happenstance and organic. The riots or the, the whole scenario from from the the virus to where we are now. So think about it this way. If Hillary Clinton were president, 
time. Boom. There we go. That's where I was going with this. Yeah. See, same wavelength, same period. Yep. If you, was, uh, you have to look at it as if Hillary had been elected, right? Right. Guess Boom. where I'd be? I'd already be, you know, soiling green. I'd be gone already. <laughs> you and me both, sister. <laughs> you know, I, I once joked about it with Millie Weaver and, and Laura. I was like, yo, if she was president, they'd round us up and then we'd look around to see who's with us to know if we're in the good gulag or the bad one. And it's That's like, right. Oh. <laughs> that would be one way for, for us to find out who's genuine. Right, but then I was just thinking, man, the first person I'd see is George Papadopoulos and he'd be like, yo. Oh, God, I'm in the wrong group. Yeah, then I'm in the wrong group. I'm going straight into the incinerator. I'm in the wrong group. They'll be like, oh, sorry, she had coronavirus. And so we had a burner because it's catchy and stuff. So I want, oh, I'm not going to, it's too soon. I'm not going to say that. I corrected, I corrected myself. I don't often do that. So I'm going to pat myself on the back. Um, no, I can't say it. Um, I just, I just lost my train of thought. That's okay. What? No, you can't. Do, those are the best ones. I lost my train of thought. I really did. And I was going to say something that was kind of a joke because I do stand up, but it's a little too soon. So I'm going to have to just wait on that one a little bit longer. Well, I don't know where your listeners sit on this whole coronavirus thing is, but if I'm going to die, whatever, you know, artificial intelligence helped create it through programming to make it perfect so it targets certain things because what people don't see is that we are software our dna is actually software without your mm. software you don't have the color of your eyes you don't have the color of your hair your body shape your diseases and when your software is corrupt what happens you have a genetic defect right and that shows kind of like a computer so think about it is biological software the most intricate there is and this is why i love cellular biology Right. I was like, I remember walking into this guy. Um, what, what is it? Dr. Rutgers office. So he was looking to see how he can uh, stop cancer from, you know, stop the energy from the mitochondria uh, being produced in cancer cells to self-induce ap apoptosis. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep, because the mitochondria is what powers the cell. Correct. And that's what I studied. And I even went to the mitochondrial institute. Like I was focused on that. Like he didn't know that. He didn't know where I was focused on because I remember seeing from that stuff about crimes against humanity that there were a lot of things that they were doing with mitochondrial changes, um, which is very specific. So anyway, I walk into his office and he's got this huge wall, right? And I'm going in there to be like, yo, I got to be on your test. Can we talk about this for a second? Like, that's why I went in there because <laughs> I totally like didn't finish the test. And I was like, yo. So I, I, I remember Dr. Rucker, Eric, I think was his first name. He had like this huge board with the cell signaling that he had mapped out. And I was like, yo, that's wrong. The nitrous oxide should be over there. And if that happens, that could actually knock out the PKK and do this. And, 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 you know, I just said it in passing and just went on and he was like, come back here, come back here. What do you mean? And he actually wrote a paper on it. Obviously. No he, way. That's amazing. He did. But the thing is, it was patterns because the body is so perfect. There's patterns, and, you know, and you're a linguist, which right. is pattern. So it, it clicked for you. Right. Well, you know, I'm a little bit upgraded. That's a story for another time when the world's ready. But I'm very oh good. Oh, boy. At more, more breaking news from Tori says. <laughs> no, this one, I, I keep telling you guys I'm a time traveler. But um, does Donald Trump have remote viewers working for him in the White House? Um, I don't think he has a lot of people that are on his side in the White House. Does he have remote viewers that work for him? I don't know. Like, um, what do you mean? Like remote viewers work? Well, what if I was, I'll make a, I'll make a 
completely crazy statement. You tell me on a scale of one to 10, how crazy it is. I would postulate that Donald Trump has Donald Trump has high, high level, clear white Scientologists working for him. Uh, like, no, no, no. Okay. They're the best remote viewers in the world, Tori. The good ones. No. Okay. No, no, no. He does not. I, I, no. He has a very good team of people that are in no shape or form directly connected to him for the reasons of presidential archives and records. Oh, that's brilliant. Uh, you know, that's why. And, um, you know, I, I really did. I really do hope that he creates a, a high value intelligence group like Barack Hussein Obama did in 2009 without telling anyone. Right. Without telling anyone. And um, he had uh, them report just to him. I mean, if he had a high value intelligence group where he would just throw people in a basement in Camp David to just do stuff with computers oh, yeah. and co nice coffee. Um, we'd be done. And BHO did this? Oh, BHO did this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so. I mean, am I wrong in thinking that he was horribly ineffective? I'm just wondering why wasn't he any better? So, um, what, uh, Barack Hussein Obama? Why, yeah. Why he wasn't more effective, you mean? Yeah. Evil's never as effective as they want to be. Oh, the thing is, the difference between e good and evil is that good is patient, right? Evil is obnoxious, right? Obnoxious. And they intimidate you to think that they have power more than they do. And would you agree that they tend to overplay their hand? You mean the evil ones? Yes. yes. All the time, all the time. Thank this, you. this high value intelligence group was an idea that, I mean, Brennan gave birth to when he suggested it to the Ukrainians. And we're talking like 2001, right? When they first got their first lot of money from the US, which was $50 million. This is why I know about all these little airships and whatnot. So anyway, um, Barack Hussein Obama created it. And Brennan was part of it. McCabe was part of it. Um, Comey was part of it, even though he was like, you know, a private contractor, you know, with, I think he was with Lockheed, who knows, with all of these clown contractors that we spend tons and tons of money with, um, you know, um, and they got caught because, uh, was it Baird, the, 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 um, he was, um, the ODNI in 2009, 2010, sorry, he had just gotten the job, right, January 2010, and he was, Baird was his name, right, or Blair, Baird, something like that, he squealed by accident, in a report with NBC, he was like, they were talking about some terrorists. He's like, yeah, you know, the high value intelligence group that Barack Obama has interrogated oh. him and spoke with him and stuff. And then he backed, you know, he walked back all his comments saying, oh, no, no, that's not really an official group. So then ten, six months later, he's fired and suddenly they decide they're going to make a group called the high value interrogation group to make a charter for it. It's right. All they got caught with their pants down because the guy slipped. He didn't know it was secret. It was Brennan flapping his mouth like he always did. And I could picture it. He could be like, no, nah, man, we already questioned the guy. It's fine. You know, when they were letting terrorists out of Gitmo, right? He was like, we, we questioned him. It's fine. Who did it? The high value intelligence group, the HVIG, the HIG. And it's like, and but mind you, Ray was part of it. And so was a guy named David Cutsperson, 
nobody talks about who's in the FBI. And the thing is, most of us think that the FBI is law enforcement, right? Totally not. The yeah. FBI is totally not law enforcement. Well, they're supposed to be, but okay. people like Strzok, like Cuthbertson, like Ray, all of them, they were in that gray zone area. I mean, are mm -hmm. you intelligence or not? I mean, here we have the media and tons of people saying 17 intelligence agencies. Stop. You mean three and out of the three, only one's actually one, you know, because the other ones were foreign intelligence agencies. They don't tell people that mm -hmm. 17 is out. Quiet, zip it. Nope. You say FBI, CIA, NSA. First of all, FBI is not intelligence. There goes that. NSA, they don't do reports. They don't write comments and stuff. No. CIA is the only one that would do that. So mm. one. Now, why is the perception amongst the conspiratorium that the State Department is mainly spooked? The State Department is mainly spooks. Okay, good. So we got that one right. Yeah, their careers, they're all corrupt. And that's why, you know, I, I'm I'm so confused as to what the heck. You know, they kicked out all the appointees that President Trump wanted in there, right? Right. Target all of them. They leaked everything, everything. These guys are the worst. They're selling, they'll sell anybody and their mother. Like when the unmasking came out and that Grinnell let go, I'm like, oh my gosh, thank God. Because I wrote an article that was clearly titled Unmasking and Methods. And I had the picture of the Russian ambassador on there. I wrote that article in 2018. Like I told them, here it is. And it's like, you know, because I have to make them all wordy and weird so that it's not like straight. So I don't, you know, get raided or something. I right. Every now and then, probably because they get fried most of the time. Another most of the time is maybe I access something I don't want them to see, and it's like hammer time. Yeah. So you know, you know, it's been said about you that you're sort of the unofficial um, White House press secretary. <laughs> I totally wish, totally wish. No, I would, I would get fired day one if I was but there. It seems a lot of the stuff that you break seems to wind up on the lips of. White House and representatives. Well, it's just because we're all on the pulse. I mean, there's a lot of stuff you say that ends up there too. I mean, we're on the pulse. We've got our finger on the pulse, and we could and we feel it. And and the thing is, is that you know, for me, I tell people, you know, I made the mistake of telling people stuff two years in advance, mm. right? and that was way too much. But I thought it would be great as a proof. Hey, go back. Look, right? Did I tell you? Go back. Um, so now I tell people about a couple weeks ahead, you know, interesting things that are to come to prepare. So I know a lot of my listeners were digging into Feinstein and Jonestown and see how they use these cults and Jimmy Carter and all this stuff. And now it's like whose who's sister was definitely qualified for cult status. <laughs> Everybody's cult status. I mean, look. Carter Stapleton. Um, yes. Yes. Very woo woo. Very Catherine Kuhlman ish. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, they they love brainwashing people. They love these cults because they do the job. And you know what I tell? You know, I had some troll troll up into my Instagram today. I don't use Instagram a lot, right? I I had someone come in. Oh, nye, nye, nye. Black no lives matter unless Black lives matter. And I talked about the police officer that was a black man served. You know, retired, protected. Yeah. It's an over TV's lost his life. Well, it's okay. He's a pig. And I'm like, oh, obviously. Oh, Black Lives Matter. But the thing is, it's the ignorant people like that that are susceptible to that kind of messaging that are literally the warriors of the globalists. They are taking Absolutely. human beings that I feel sorry for, 
right? I feel really sorry for. And using them as weapons while they sit in their high castles, sipping on wine, smoking their cigars and laughing at us while we're burning and we're killing each other. We're making their jobs easier. And it's like, come on, man, we did that in the Ukraine. Like what we're see, what we saw in Minneapolis is textbook Ukraine. Only thing is, instead of it being like police officers and um, paid other rioters, because police officers were also rioting, I'm just saying, out, out of uniform. It was the National Guard from California and New York that went there because they're the sister country. And so we even had National Guardsmen killing each other on the other side of the team. So we can make it look like the Ukrainians were having a civil war. We did that. We did that. We lit embassies on fires and cars on fires and dumps. We did that. You've got to sell it. It's got to look real. Uh, of course. And there was a video that Mike Cernovich shared from this one guy today that I watched where he did a play-by-play. -play. He videotaped the whole thing of a torching of a car. He was like, this is an old police car sitting in the middle. Yep. And then everyone had their job. And they try to get people to do stuff, but they didn't. So the instigators did it. And when they dumped the fuel, who lit it, who spray painted, it's all orchestrated. And Everybody's got a job. It's a military operation, a paramilitary operation. Thank you. Thank you. And that's the thing. People are not realizing, you know, when I heard Ray today and I was playing on my show and, you know, I was, I was just thinking, come on, man, is he serious? Like working with law enforcement, half of them are already bought and sold. Yeah. You know, we have attorney generals in states that are bought and sold by the same people, like follow the money. What but kind of a, what kind of a crazy world are we living in when the attorney general of the state of Minnesota is photographed with the Antifa manual and a big smile on his face and his daughter and his, brother, and his son. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah, the daughter leads everything, sons lead everything. Yes, speak, preach. They're burning down their own city. They don't care. They don't care because they they've don't. got an end goal in mind, which is the fall of the restoration. They don't want the restoration of this republic to succeed. And, Tori, that's a, an excellent segue. Uh, how long can you stay, by the way? You tell me. Okay, I want to ask you a question. Here we are in this, what we call the truth or realm, which I hate that name. It's a dumb name. I don't think it's, it's accurate. But we've got these people in this realm that claim to be quote unquote truthers. And they claim to be for trying to get everything right. And a lot of them claim to be uh, people of faith. And yet at least 50% of them look at the same things we look at and they say Donald Trump is the enemy. Donald Trump's a reptilian. Donald Trump's working with the bad guys. You guys are following Donald Trump. He's tricked you all. He's going to go. He needs to go down. Tori, would you please, just from your unique perspective, talk to our listeners and the many visitors that are here and explain, in your opinion, if you could, what happens if Donald Trump loses in November Okay, so I hear a lot of people saying that, especially now that martial law is floating around. And that's one thing that they should be advocating for. I, I am now. Thank I, you so I, very much. It's hard to say, but it's not. It's not to say it. It's, 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 I'm a person that fought for this nation. So I'm am I. Thank you. And you, I mean, when you're fighting your nation, you got to fight back. Right. And I embrace the constitution like nobody's business. I'm the first one to troll these second amendment idiots. They're like, oh my gosh, there's a fight. People are at my house and the police are like, fend for yourself. And it's like, Hey, remember this tweet of how people shouldn't have weapons deal with it, buddy. But the thing is what we need to do is reclaim 
our nation. And it's not going to be like martial law throughout the whole United States. I mean, why would you do it in Kansas? They're fine. Yep. For now. I mean, there aren't many indictments there. But what we're seeing now, these right have to be sitting right now, by right, the way. Right. The, the, really? <laughs> no place like home. So no um, like I'm from Florida, but yeah, the love of my life is in Kansas. So here I am. <laughs> but the 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 thing is, is that we these riots have happened because we were going to round them all up, and they Say that again, Tori. They they were going to get rounded up. This was a, a plea to cause ruckus. This will be the best segue for them to build up the new coronavirus boom, and then right after the coronavirus boom, and everyone stay home and this because people still fear. Right. They're still they, yeah. they live in fear. They're then, trying to set us up for that fall flare up nonsense. Right. But then we're going to have Keith Ellison lose the case against those four. And then we're going to have more riots. So oh, we already know what's going to happen. Oh. Of course. Of course. Come on. How is he going to get him on murder, too? He, yeah. The the official coroner evidence. Said, yeah, the official coroner said he had fentanyl and you know yep. heart attack. That's probably fentanyl they gave him yep. with injection like they always do. Because a white guy just had that happen to him just a while back. That was simply drunk. They took him out and they were laughing when he was dead, face down in the grass. They were laughing. Why? Because he was drunk and he was singing twenty eight bottles of beer on the wall. So they arrested him, smothered him, and then because he was dead, the ambulance gave him an injection and they put him dead on the stretcher. They, they, this happens everywhere. We have bad apples everywhere. Um. So anyway, the, the this is their plan. That is their plan. This riot was to extend. They knew they lost it. We, you know, too much. We have access to the internet. They couldn't shut us up fast enough. Fauci, all these connections, Bill Gates. I mean, Doug Burgum from the state of North Dakota. He does He can't even walk out right now. He's going to lose the election if more comes out. He's, you know, he's he's sold and not sold because it was free supposedly. The yeah. software, Apple and Android, and now it's on your phone. They're contact tracing you, even if you don't want to be contact traced. They did that to us in the state of Kansas. Well, they do it everywhere. And it's like, sue me, arrest me, whatever. I'm not telling you anything. Like when people tell me wear a mask, I'm like, my doctor said I can't wear one. And they're like, why not? And I was like, that's a HIPAA violation. Ever heard of ADA? I'll just throw something like that out or I'll just yeah. walk away, period. That's it. I have a little card that actually has that stated, so. Really? Well, yeah. I just tell them and I'm just like, I, or sometimes when I see them with a mask, I'm like, are you still doing this? Do you really believe? Okay. I, Before, I we need to watch out for not only the fall flare up, which will be the false flare up, just add a S E on the end, the false flare up, but also the losing the case against the officers that uh, perpetrated the action against Mr. Floyd. Yeah, well, that's on a 33% timeline uh, to, to actually manifest as fact. Uh, that's if we don't stop it, because right now we are stopping it. And like I told my listeners. Can we stop it by talking about it? Well, June, July, and August, that's all we have to do. We just have to talk, send letters, educate, discussion, because through discussion is where we find solutions. And that's why I, I'm, I'm shocked that I don't see like a lot of people like, 
you know, a lot of pundits, uh, radio show hosts, YouTubers, writers with radio show hosts get together and just have conversations where people can see them talking. You know, no, 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 they should. But it's like, oh, who's breaking the story? Who's doing the clicks? And it's like, stop. Yeah, it's not worth You're it. Doing it for the wrong reason. You're supposed to be doing it because you care about your nation. Like for me, mm. I lost, you know, I've been funding everything myself. I lost everything. And then suddenly it's like, you know, every time someone tips me a dollar on my website from an article, I obviously after everybody takes their cut, I get 60 cents. Yep. So 60 cents, though, from each person adds up. And then it I does. get. I get to pay my website. I get to pay to get a new microphone. I get to pay this. I get to pay the hosting, you know, because people want it. And, and, you know, it's like a waitress. I'm giving you good service, right? That's the way to do yeah. it. So Corey, it's so amazing. Right on that, that you're saying, I was, I, I had a growth moment. You know, you always are kicking yourself in the butt and saying, oh, you messed this up. But I had a growth moment. It was just, I think yesterday or today that Cynthia brought to my attention that this one, uh, broadcaster that I work for has made a great huge change and is making a big big impact regarding a certain thing and I want to talk about it because that's the sense of the whole gist of it but the fact that he had kind of I kind of planted the seed and he's running with it and it's making a great impact and I just said to her it's not it doesn't matter who gets credit for the message it just matters that the message gets out yes. and that's where we need to get to Exactly. That's the point. Like I get salty sometimes. I'm like, man, couldn't you give me like a nod or something? Cause I'm only, I, you know, yeah. I, I, I still am some human, right? I'm human. So I have those human feelings. So, you know, I get salty, but it doesn't matter because in the end, do we win? That's what counts. And this is why I give my stories to other people that I know can make them, uh, you know, louder and uh, more attentive. Yeah. I'm uh, listen, you hear me on Tori says, you hear me right now, you see me on Twitter, you see me on Tori says, but I'm everywhere. I'm not just there. I'm on other platforms under other names. You know, it doesn't have to be, it could be, you know, it could be, no, well, not Twitter. You know, I never double, I, look, yeah. I never have double accounts, but I could be, you know, I don't know, like on a Vimeo or like a 4chan board, HM board, Aikman board, something. You wouldn't know. Because the, the thing is, is that the, the people all absorb their information differently. So the more platforms we have uh, conveying the message, uh, the better, you know, and, you know, like I have one Twitter, one Facebook, one 4chan, one 8chan, one 8kun, you know, one this, one that, you know, so I always keep them one. But, you know, you never know. Junior Gong 12D says, for the record, I am not Tory. <laughs> I don't know who Junior Gong. <laughs> but Tori, what now we talked about the fall flare up. We talked about the possibility of them losing. I I mean, could we even advocate throwing the case? But let's say they lose the case. What happens if Trump loses in November? What could happen if Trump loses the president Trump loses in November? Oh, we're all going into gulags. You know, that's the moment where I'm like, you know, I always wanted to go to Antarctica. I think I'm just going to hitchhike there. Yeah. Uh, that's basically it. And I'll just hang there. There's no way I would stay here per se, but it's not happening. I'm with you. I, I believe it's not happening too. And what do you say to the, I won't say the C word, to these truthers that are out there? A lot of these truthers are out there telling us, trying to educate us, Tori, on how stupid we are when we vote and how we're just playing into the system when we vote and presidents aren't elected, uh, they're selected and you're stupid to vote. How do you respond to those rocket scientists? 
up until 2016. And even now, they're correct. We have never voted. I'm here to tell you that painful truth. We have never, ever, 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 ever elected a president. Reagan was a little bit of a mess up, but they knew he was an actor and they were going to manipulate him. And they did just that. Three months in, he was shot and he shut up. He, he did. Would, but he would do nothing. That's why I say that Bush was a three-term president three-term president two is incognito vp of course yeah. so let him talk the game while they did all that iran contra and stuff because nobody wants to talk about that we're like reagan's the best and it's like no reagan was great talking he said what he could say without taking his life and mm -hmm. he shut up but you, you know, could argue bush was a five-term or four five-term president if you throw his son in there well, you know, actually, Bush Jr. had somebody else's arm up his tush, but whatever. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but um, for us, with uh, President Trump, this election, we broke their system. And are you are you down with Paladin and the White Hats going in and making sure the election was fair in 2016? 100%. So if we hadn't gone and voted, Tory, if if the if the white hats had gone in there and were enforcing a fair election and more votes had come out for clinton than for trump what would they have done look there were going to come out anyway because of the way the ballot machines work there's right. there's crypto doors they shuffle them and it was like for every vote president trump got she got like a quarter so it would constantly kick back to her this is why we had an unprecedented what it was over 140 million people that voted that never happened before right We'd like tap out at 100 million. Obama stole the last election, so we had a little bit extra there too, right? Because people were pissed with Obama, even though we had to pick between both devils. You know what I mean? Uh, people were and like, "And you oh. cannot convince me that freaking Romney didn't throw that election after that first debate. He had him on the ropes." Of course he did. Of course he did. He let it go. He knows. Yeah. But, you know, the thing is, all of these are fixed. All of the elections are fixed. We just broke their system in 2016. We did. And right now, with President Trump in office, they can't use their old system. They're screwed. We're watching everything. They can't. So they're like, he's trying to make elections count again. So now, yeah, we are voting, but we haven't been. Uh, and then, I agree with that. Yeah. And then those that are around us that, um, you know, around the president that are iffy and people are calling him out, rightfully so. And I like the way they're calling him out. But that's on purpose. You have to give comfort to the enemy, too. Oh, good point. I just want to say you have to give comfort to the enemy. Uh, you know how many times I talk smack about someone that I work with when I was in role to get them and coerce that government to do whatever or that entity of the government to do whatever. I totally throw them under the bus or and they'd be like, then why are you hanging? Yeah, we're coerced. Like, what could I do? Or, yeah, the guy's like, you know, my boyfriend, I can't just leave him. And, you know, they'd be like, oh, whatever. That's if you give comfort to the enemy that they think that they have a toe in the door that's the only way you bang the door and smash their head in as they try to come in you know like you know they got the toe in and they're like oh we have someone in the white house there oh we have some so we do have some of those that are blatant where people are like why is he even on the like advisory board like pulling right. the door? they're saying it on tv now why 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 and it's like stop let them have their foot there because then we're going to see who's going to peek their head around the door and then we smash it. Yeah. That's how it goes. So, um, you know, it goes, but we have to give some comfort to them to feel comfortable, mm -hmm. you know, to feel like, oh, we, 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 we still got this because then when everything else is exhausted and they focus on just that avenue, they're crushed. I yeah. mean, that's 
best strategy. You just give them an out and you're like, oh, it's like Jeff, Jeff is my, is my out. You know, he's my out. I'm going to get to President Trump through him. He's talking to him and telling him stuff. And I heard it because the president repeated his words. So, yeah, 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 I'm going to go. So when everything else fails, I come through you. And I you know that's but I'm not talking about Pence. I don't like Pence. Right. Are we will we vote for Pence again? Well, you know, will we have the, will Pence be on the ballot again? Well, of course. I mean, you never change okay. your 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 ballot mid race, right? I agree with you 100. percent There's some people that are are great supporters that say no, Pence is gone. I'm like, no way. You don't. And I think I I said those exact words that you just said. You don't change your running mate in the middle of the game, especially when it worked last time. You just don't. Well, and the thing is, it's like I'm also thinking like even though I want Pence to be out and maybe get coronavirus after the elections, you know, <laughs> per se, right? Coronavirus, right? Um, I don't think that, you know, history has shown us every single time a president talk. Let's look. Lincoln, JFK, uh, Garfield, all of these. Whenever they've had another VP in their second term, they all get assassinated. Yeah, not a good idea. So, not a good idea. I'm so with you. I'm like, I'm like, I'm okay with him being there and having the shortest freaking leash. I mean, look at him. He's so embarrassed because he ran this coronavirus thing. Like I was so giddy when I saw, when they were like, president Trump, tell us about the deaths back in the day. He's like, wait, why are you asking me? I'm just, I'm going to give you the specialist. Here you go. This is the cool. Let, let Mike tell you about the deaths. Cause he's in charge of all that stuff. He's with, you know, fraud Fauci and, you know, scarf Burks and, you know, all the Gates foundation hell. And you guys have worked together in PEPFAR, Penn. So you'll do great here. Here you go. And he placed him in the front. And I was like, yes, there we go. Perfect. Let him own it. Embarrass him that he has to wear that, that he was in charge of that task force that lied to America, that terrorized him. Like I met a chick today in my lobby um, and she was wearing gloves and a mask. Oh and I was just like, oh, well, thank And I wanted to give her a hug. And she was like, and I was like, okay, you're, you're into that. All right, I get it. Whatever. <laughs> so what happens if Trump wins in November? If President Trump wins re-election? Christmas is going to be awesome. I, it's going to be better than it's ever been, sooner than we can imagine. Oh, my gosh. It's like if he wins, I am self-inviting myself to the White House for Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I'll, I'll volunteer to, like, pluck the turkeys. Oh, he's he pardons them, doesn't he? Yeah. And, Tori, I've made the statement that if if we will just get out and vote and President Trump gets four more years, I by myself will change the world. And if I get a little help, it'll be even easier. Well, I mean, it's going to be a golden future starting. Is there any chance of a third Trump term? Well, I mean, we could argue that the first one was stolen because all you fight, fight, fight. But, um, you know, I'd be all game for it. But we have to see how this pans out, how we round them up, because they're hiding. They're terrified and they know it's coming for them. I mean, they are shameless. They have no remorse. They're not even calling out anything. I mean, people that were viable candidates for 2024 have now been attached with handlers. They've been married off to people, suddenly fell in love with this person. Most of them are from out of the country. And mm -hmm. I'm just saying, just look at your verified people that all suddenly got married in the past during from election time till now. And you'll see what I mean. Or what marriages were broken you know, with like, you know, home records. This is how you slot in um uh handlers. Very and interesting. It's very important. So, you know, handlers are a big thing. I mean, 
speaking from experience, like handlers are a very big thing. Um, so I, I, I believe, uh, you know, as long as we keep talking, because this summer is going to drive you, you think it's going to be hot. We're probably not even going to see summer. We're going to be locked up most of the time. They're going to extend this rioting as much as they could into June in order to gear up and say, oh, because of all the rioting, now we have coronavirus. Then it's like back to school, now coronavirus. And it's like psh, the economy's dead in the water. You know, the riots are killing small businesses. The majorities can't even get insurance to pay out on it, which is crazy. And so they're going to try and we're going to be sitting there saying, what is Trump doing? He's doing exactly what he needs to be doing. He's delegating to the governors because that's the way it's set. And once the governors, they're going to beg him to go in there. Like he's going to let them die, like not like physically die, but he's going right. to He's going to let, you know, de Blasio come to the point where his cops are like, I'm not doing this anymore, man. You're letting me get shot. You're arresting me for defending myself. They're blowing up my cars. They're shooting people in the head. Two people just got shot in Brooklyn. They're stabbing us. They're throwing acid on us. They're looting businesses. No one's coming out. The economy's in a standstill. And you're saying you don't want the National Guard. You don't want, I mean, we don't want the National Guard. It's going to be pansies like the one in DC, right? Let's be honest. But, you know, you don't want the president to help. Like, we're not helping you. And the minute the cops do that, the police officers in New York do that. The minute they've expended themselves to the point that they don't have anymore. You know, if I was President Trump, I would totally say, all right, man, beg me. Yep. Put in your resignation, admitting that you suck and you couldn't do your job. And then I'll come in and Cuomo. Or you know what he does? He does remember that speech he gave about how Mitt Romney told him. There was a time when Mitt wanted my endorsement so bad I could have said, Mitt, on your knees. That's what he needs to do to de Blasio and all these guys. Well, that's exactly what he's going to do because de Blasio had the, we don't need you moment. It's like, girl, wait till you eat your words. Yeah. That girl is going to be tasting some real good because that's the way it is. You're not going to sit there and say, oh, come in now or I'm going to come by force. Let the world see. And yes, it's painful. So everybody in New York should just stay indoors, mind their business, try to do what they can. And, you know, they can't even get deliveries. I mean, I'm living downtown and I have to drive five miles to go get food because wow. they annihilated everything within a one mile radius. So imagine New York. So they just need to sit pretty and be like, yo, mayor, what are you doing? Yo, governor, what are you? And when the point comes that they can't do it anymore, that's when they resign and we come in. That's where we liquidate everything take their debt off and say, all right, we're having new elections. And that's a cleanup. AG of New York is going to go bye-bye. The whole thing gets revoked. Boom, boom, reset. That's what we need to happen. That's the type of martial law we need. A reset. Powerful. Yeah. I agree with you. Tori, you said something to me the other day that I didn't know. And I know from your, your bona fides that you don't say things that you don't know for sure. You it, Did I misunderstand or did you tell me that most of the, the native lands in the United States of America have ceded their sovereignty to the UN? Yes, correct. They have. They have. And that's what's scary. And that's the only point that I foresee in the most prominent timelines, which are about four of them, mm -hmm. on events that are coming up shortly. Is you sound like a time traveler, Tori. I know, right? I've said it, though. But the one that's really prominent, and it's at a 43%, right? running like the two prominent ones this one's at 43 is that the president goes to um mount rushmore and he um is hurt 
Um, and this is done through the Native American tribes and the subversives of the globalists there. And so I'm very, very concerned because of what we've seen in the area and the fact that the Sioux tribe has already signed that stuff off. Um, you know, and I don't even think the Native American people know that. Right. The, these memorandums they're all online people can dig and see it and so like i've been tweeting the secret service hey maybe you want to think about route rushmore hey maybe you want to think about doing the rnc gig you know the gop gig somewhere else just take it back to cleveland where you know where the wires are you have the underground maps you've been there can we just pay attention to his safety for now because obviously if they don't care about you and me you hella know that the president is their number one target. So, you know, that is something that we need to, um, you know, keep in mind. So, yes, the U.S. And this concerns me, Tori, if that fact that the, the uh, tribes have ceded their sovereignty to the U.N., and I'm sure you've thought this through, what is the potential of forces hostile to our country using those as forward operating bases? Well, uh, that's what, yeah, that's exactly it. They will. <laughs> they will. The UN can declare territory right away. Um, so what can the president do or what can we do to change this situation? Pull out of the UN so that way we can take away any. Oh, I've got to give you a hand for that one. I've got to give you a hand for that one. It's time to get the U.S. out of the U.N. and the U.N. out of the U.S. Well, you know, we did have someone there by the name of Mary Stahl, right? They took her out. They removed her, right? They got her out of the State Department. That, that was the one where, she, where they leaked all those uh, documents that she said, we're pulling out of the U.N., we're pulling out of NATO, we're pulling out of this, we're pulling out of everything, we're getting rid of George Soros money. She literally called them out. That's and beautiful. They pushed her out. Guess who did it? Sullivan and Linick. That's who did it. And the thing is, I'm sitting there watching this, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, are you kidding? They set him up. They said every single person the president sent in there. It took him over a year to do clearance. You know why? Because Clear Force, General Jones and General Hayden, were busy collecting dirt on their social media about them so they could leak it to the press. And that way they could use it against them. Kids, family, the whole nine yards. So we're going to be pulling out of the UN. We don't need, you know, I remember Kuwait. First time I was ever in some hostile zone was 1999. I was fresh, right? <laughs> totally mm -hmm. And I remember um, I was excited because I'd never seen a table with in a pool. Like you would eat in the pool so you don't die from overheating because you're. I eating. was TDY in Saudi Arabia in August. I understand exactly what you're saying. Yeah. So I was like, kind of, you know, I was young. I was excited. I was like, oh my gosh, this is cool. I didn't know that I had to wear uniform in there so i <laughs> I was, I was kind of looking forward to yeah let's get a tan and everything because you know i'm greek so it's like whatever yeah. so i sit down and i'm you know kind of eating and i'm totally enjoying it food was hot too so i was sweating because it was spicy and they're all sitting at the table talking and they're like yeah you know hey new newbie nubo Listen here, says the dude, blowing kisses. You need to learn. First of all, you're going to have to be commanding a bunch of, you know, rugged army people and stuff like that and giving them direction. But once you see the white hats, you run. And I'm like, um, what do you mean? And they're like, if you see any UN, you better run because you don't want to be in that area. And I was thinking, I thought the UN were the good guys. 
So I just, I didn't understand. And I would ask like, you know, active duty, you know, personnel and they were none the wiser. And it wasn't until, you know, my trip to Saudi Arabia that I realized that the UN are the worst thing ever. Like if they're there, if you see a white hat, you run. They are not the good guys. They're like more eviler than the enemy from what they've told me. And I'm like, so why are we still working with them? The ones that own everything, the ones, do you know that the United Nations started this whole discussion about the Paris Accord in 1780 something? Like how they know we were going to have global warming? We didn't even have light bulbs then. Amazing. I'm just saying, did you know that? Like I, I didn't know that. Yeah, I was just like, wait a minute. We didn't have light bulbs. We didn't even have cars. How did they know that we were going to have greenhouse gas? I guess they have time travelers too, or they had access to the computer I was trained with when I was young. How about that? So that. And so it's full of uh, intriguing stories that can't be told yet, aren't you? Um, I don't know if if ever they, you know, I should just write a fiction book, right? There you go. Fiction. Write it under cover of fiction. I can't or, save my life. Are you kidding? I, I'm terrible. My editors hate me because I think too fast and the mode of writing is very slow. So I dictate. I frustrate the heck out of them. Patrick Howley hated me. Interesting. Yeah. I love him to death. He loves me. I, he's a genius, that guy, right? As an investigative reporter. Um, but as my editor, he would just, all I would do <laughs> Why do you keep dictating? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just dictating. I, I could, I was too embarrassed to say, yep, I typed it. <laughs> so, somebody's asking in the chat room, is there a difference between blue hat UN and white hat UN? Not really. Okay. Not really. It's a lower level, higher level, uh, covert, non covert, depending on what operations they're doing. They even have other colored hats, but UN in general, or not. I mean, look, they staged the gas things in Syria, remember? Yep. The staged. Oh, look, everyone's dying and no one was dying. <laughs> it's like, okay. Terrible. Tori, what do we say to the people that will make the statements? Trump hasn't done anything. Where's the arrest? Where's all the pedophiles being riled up? Where's the, tr the, the, the swamp being drained? It's all an illusion. He hasn't done anything. So imagine every day waking up, and I say this to my listeners too, and looking to your right or your left, whichever side of the bed you sleep on, but I think Trump sleeps on the right, and you look at... So do I. We have so much in common. <laughs> <laughs> you look at... I actually sleep closest to the door, whatever side that is on. I don't care. It has to be close to the door. But um, uh, you look and you have this glass of water, a bottle of water there, and you think twice before you want to drink it. Isn't that... Oh, so I'm, well said. I'm just saying, think about it. He has to. And can he speak or have they bugged him again? Um, and uh, his advisors, he has how many? 20, 40, right? Maybe two actually look out for him. Maybe two will get things done. Maybe two will listen or convey information. Because by the time he gets information, it's all dwindled out. He probably mm. doesn't even know that people that he nominated are out of office right now that aren't like in the press, that aren't anywhere. So, you know, these are the things that we need to remember. How is he going to make things move faster? How is he going to get it done when he doesn't have people that want to pull the trigger? Some people are in there and they're just kind of like, well, this is kind of comfortable. Yeah. I 
used to this. And the thing is, uh, every human being has a price. Unfortunately said, every human being has a price. I don't care if you're like, oh, no, I don't have a price. Man, until you're in that position, do not say more. Mm. Uh, you know, unless well, you you're talking like somebody that's been there, Tori, and have had things offered. Oh, yeah, definitely. But even my salary was the worst. I mean, looking in, looking back in retrospect with the eyes of today, right, um, where I, I remember coming to this crossroad and thinking, um, what am I going to do? You know, what do I do now? Like, I'm like being sued. They're you know, they know I can't talk. They're putting me in a box. This is happening to me in my book. Like, what do I do? And you know what I said? I was like, I'm going to take that step off the cliff and I'm going to believe it's going to be fine. And it was. So, you know, I could have sold my soul to the devil per se. Right. And just mm -hmm. bow out and just let it be and take a step back. But, um, you always contemplate because you think of all these little things, your kids, your, your home, your right. car, your dog, your cat, whatever. And, um, you, there's always a price. So at the point where there is no price, um, and you just have faith, suddenly it all comes to, and unfortunately with around him, he doesn't have very good people advising him. We still have leaks. Okay. Yep. We still have people that are earwigging him the wrong way and they're doing it on purpose, uh, you know, to garner foot because there's like levels of globalism, right? Yep. There's globalism where we just forfeit everything, and give it to Bill Gates and all the cronies. Uh, there's a level of globalism where we, we kind of give a little bit of power, but we push and pull. And then there's the other one where there's globalism, but America is the center of it. You know, the right. future, I'm just going to say like over 20 years ago, uh, about 20 years ago, maybe um 19 years ago 20 19 years ago i kind of like you know i had this thing with the people of the public where i was telling them phantasmical things sometimes disinformation is important is an important tool in order to convey a message but i conveyed a message to people online where i told them about a future in america where there are cities and then rural areas and obviously they just wanted proof. Tell me how you know this. This is why now I'm like, look, I'm a time traveler. You like it or you don't. Right. But I told them about this phantasmical, you know, ability, you know, I, I don't even, you know, I'm not going to say more because I'm pretty sure someone's going to be like, no way. So I'm just going to say that. But I did warn of a future that is a fixed point in time. Hmm. A fixed point in time can never change. It'll happen. It's an event that will happen. Uh, this is the times that we say, oh, I have deja vu. It's because you're right where you need to be. Regardless of the road you took, it could have been straight, sideways, or wherever. There's always a plan for you and what you're supposed to be doing and if you actually complete it, right? That's mm. up to you free will and all. But at some point, there are fixed points in times. This is a fixed point in time where there are cities and they're at war with just regular people that just want to live. The, the, the cities where they congregate and they tell people, oh, you can go where you want, but if you jump over the wall, they shoot you. You know, uh, even though it's supposed to be free and you can go out into the wilderness where everyone died. This is something that has been pushed back because of President Trump, but it's still there. Now, the degree of it is the difference. Do we have a larger presence of the city that threatens the rural? And I say rural because it's the country, the mm -hmm. country. 
That's what it's called, the country and the cities. And 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 you know what? The country works with nations like defectors from the European cities, defectors from the African cities, defectors from you know the Asian continent, and and team up with Russia because they believe in freedom. So it, this is the future that I conveyed to the people you know, almost 20, 19 years ago um, online and tried to pull them in. And it did. It created a bit of following. I mean, people still talk about it. You know, I could tell you one day when I'm comfortable about my conversations with the late Art Bell, that would be fun. So, um, you know, these are things that don't change. And right now what we see is that the president of the United States has pushed that back. But can you see it happening now? Do you see how the cities are in charge? Can you see how Chicago, New York, California, Portland, Seattle are running the show here? Can you see St. Louis? Can you see the cities happening? Can you see how the cities are by themselves and they have everything and everyone else is left to the wild and how they will demand territory and bomb us with drones to take our farms because the cities need it? That's the thing. Those people will be using the moon and space, but the rest of the people will be the country. And that is not where we want to be because blood will shed like nobody's business. And, um, you know, I warned almost 20 years ago with you know it's just yeah so going back to the city states well not city states the cities is another right. nation in itself they dominate That's what the i meant yeah they dominate the, everybody else is like the filler you know we're the filler and they're supposedly um so you know time travel is real i mean i yeah. tweeted out a photo of someone from 1917 say that again I tweeted out a photo of someone from 1917 to just get a little bit of. It's amazing stuff, Tori, and I believe it. And I, you know, I have a little bit of uh, experience in that too. Just one question on the way out. We're not going to go down through a list, but somebody asked it, so I'll put it out. Um, warm fuzzies or no for Kellyanne Conway? Um, I like her. She has a good spirit. I do too. I like her. She has a very good spirit. You could see it from her face. I do too. And I think she's probably one that is loyal to the president. And I, I don't care who you are. You, if you know, it's rumored that she was the kind of the, the brains behind the Trump uh, campaign and that Trump campaign in 2016 was the finest political campaign we have ever seen in politics period. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, um, Masterful. I, yeah, well, I just wanted to say, just for everyone, what we're seeing is pure insanity. I mean, we have Mayor Beetlejuice right now begging big companies, <laughs> Mayor Beetlejuice from Chicago, begging Walmart and then please don't leave Chicago, don't abandon us. They're in a lot of trouble. I feel really bad for anyone in Illinois right now uh, because they're heading out to the rural area, supposedly. And this is Obama's territory. He's got a lot of pull in there. And if he wants to pull something, that's definitely where they want to pull the trigger um, because Minnesota is under high scope right now. Um, so I, I just wanted to say I really feel for the people, you know, in um, Chicago and in, in Illinois, basically, because Mayor Beetlejuice is just she's insane. I can't believe she told our president on almost a global platform to go F himself. Can you believe that? It's, it's just unbelievable. Wow. And it, it's been an unbelievable experience having you here with us, Tori. Do you have uh, anything that you'd like to say in closing that you want these people, our, our great friends here to take with them and maybe be thinking about tomorrow at the water cooler or 
when they're doing their dishes and there's just a quiet moment? Well, you know, um, I just want them to know that artificial intelligence is a threat to humanity, yet there are some quantum computings like Q computers um, that do good. And um, good because people with humanity still have control. Um, so um, people should have faith. They should pray. And regardless of how bad something seems, um, remember, it only takes one little flame to bring light to darkness. So it's good. Let's just continue conversations, being loud, because yes, your voice counts. Because it's only one drop that makes the water cup overfill. And maybe you're that drop. You know, who knows? So it was so much fun being on here. You have to come on mine too. And I have to come back. We should all have any time Tori. I'd love it. And what you just yeah. said, remind me so much of Cynthia, my wife, she's not on the YouTube. She's not on Twitter, but everywhere that woman goes and every time somebody comes over to the house, they end up talking about this stuff. And she is, that's what we need. We don't need, we'd love to have more Tories and more Jeffs and more of these talking heads. I don't want to put us in that category, but what we really need is for everybody to be having conversations. What's better for one Jeff or 44,001 with the subscribers doing the talking? Thank you for such a great uh, motivating uh, idea, Tori. No, thank you. And thank you for having me. God bless everybody. Have a wonderful day. And this weekend will be kind of, uh, kind of fun, I guess. For Tori Says, I'm Jeffrey Darty, the Christian whistleblower. Find Tori at torysays.com. She's on Red State Radio every weekday. Tori, from what time to what time? 12 to 2 Eastern time, Monday through Friday. Yeah, always. And put it on your schedule. You'll want to see it. Tori, what's your uh, YouTube called? Oh, I don't use my YouTube, but it's okay. Tori Says. I'm, I was in the chat room. It's Tori Says, and um, you could find me with my little cheeky picture. I can't change it now. It's on a billboard in Times Square, so I can't change it. You cannot change it. It's a good picture anyway. <laughs> well, Tori, an honor and a privilege to have you. Can't wait to have you again. And if you ever uh, need anything from me, it's just a phone call away. Same here. Same here. Thank you so much for having me. God bless again, and have a wonderful weekend. You, you as well, Tori. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.